Welcome to our podcast on A Course in Miracles, and we're so happy to have you with us today. Uh, We're starting a clean slate with the next 10 lessons, uh, lessons 231 through 240, and the theme of these lessons is what is salvation? Isn't that it? Right. What is salvation? Yeah, there's a whole page here to read. So, yeah, so salvation is a promise made by God that you would find your way to him at last. It cannot but be kept. It guarantees that time will have an end and all the thoughts that have born in t- have been born in time will end as well. God's word is given every mind which thinks that it has separate thoughts and will replace these thoughts of conflict with the thoughts of peace. That's what I was telling you. I wanted to replace my ego mind with the Holy Spirit's mind or the mind of Christ. Well, yeah, and that's that's the whole thing. It's like salvation is the guarantee that you will remember God, basically, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that's what it's saying. And, and what is preventing us from remembering God? Mm-hmm. It's like our ego mind with all of our personal lies mm-hmm. and all of our reactions and all of our anger, all of our fear, all of our guilt. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the ego mind that we're trying to let go of, you know, diligently. And that's what's blocking us from remembering we're one with God. Yeah. The thought of peace was given to God's son the instant that his mind had thought of war. There mm-hmm. was no need for such a thought before, for peace was given without opposite and merely was. But when the mind is split, there is a need of healing. So the thought that has the power to heal the split became a part of every fragment of the mind that still was one, but failed to recognize its oneness. Now it did not know itself and thought its own identity was lost. Yeah. So what, what, the, what he's saying is that when, you, when your mind split off and you thought the separation was real, then you lost your oneness, right? Well, and also you went into this dualistic system. You know, it said, well, the thought of peace wasn't needed until you had the thought of war. So the nature of the separation, uh, the nature of the ego is a dualistic system of opposites. It's like peace has an opposite of war. Life has an opposite of death. You know, happiness has an opposite of sorrow. And that's the ego's thought system. It's a thought system of opposites. And that's what it means when it says it's split. Mm -hmm. It's split into two. And we vacillate between those two. And that vacillation is inherently in conflict. Mm -hmm. So that means we are inherently in conflict by even using the ego's mind. Because the nature of the ego's mind is dualistic, and every dualistic system has the element of conflict. Mm, Okay. Salvation is undoing in the sense that it does nothing, failing to support the world of dreams and malice. Thus, it lets illusions go. By not supporting them, it merely lets them quietly go down to dust. And what they hid is now revealed an altar to the holy name of God, whereon his word is written, with the gifts of your forgiveness laid before it, and the memory of God not far behind. That's kind of nice image there. Yeah. 
lay everything down quietly and get the, go to the altar where your name of God is written, right? Yeah, well, this going to the altar, this ultimate surrender, you know, it's like we like to talk about surrender. That's the problem, see. What happens is that the ego mind takes these lofty concepts, let's just say surrender, and going to this altar, you know, with the kind of an emptiness. And then it makes it into an idea. And then the idea has an opposite. And it's not the real energy. Like, if you say, well, I want to surrender, I think it's a good idea. The minute you say, I want to surrender, you're not surrendered. Mm. You know, so it's it's like a dualistic system. It's it's so deceptive. How do you get around that one then? You see, what I'm saying is mm. true. And you can't use thought to surrender. Mm. And for a second, you're not in your thought. Because you see thought is futile. It can't know the truth. It can't know what what surrender is it wants it and then it'll do all kinds of activities to prove that it's surrendering while it's not surrendered mm. you see what I mean so it's like we have to see the the limitations of thought and also the limitations of effort you know we think oh I want to I want to get somewhere I want to get enlightened and then it's going to need effort I'm going to do this practice and that practice and this thing and that thing and I'm going to go here and I'm going to, you know, go to the top of the mountain and I'm going to go to the holy city and, you know, all these activities that the ego dreams up for us to discover our holiness. And as long as we're in the activity, we're not in the holiness. Now you're going to say, well, what do you mean? Are, are you going to say that their spiritual practices aren't useful? No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying you have to be aware of the deception of thought. And, and that's, what, that's what he starts out the whole workbook with. My thoughts do not yeah. mean anything. Mm -hmm. My meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world. I see only the past and... I have attack thoughts and I have conflict and I, you know, I have to like see that. Okay. And, and like this thing, okay, salvation is the remembrance that you're one with God. Well, that's an instantaneous realization. It's not something that you have to do anything for. Let us come daily to this holy place and spend a while together. Here we share our final dream. It is a dream in which there is no sorrow, for it holds a hint of all the glory given us by God. The grass is pushing through the soil, the trees are budding now, and birds have come to live within their branches. Earth is being born again in a new perspective. Night has gone, and we have come together in the light. That's really pretty, isn't it? Okay. Well, I mean, I think we need to... That's a beautiful image of restoration, isn't it? Mm -hmm. of, of nature. It uses nature where the birds are coming back, the flowers are growing, the trees are thriving. So it's like an image of life, right? It's mm -hmm. like an image of the, the perfect earth. And I think we have to extend that to our relationships. You know, 
um, you know, we don't we don't often see relationships are part of that natural order of things that that paragraph's describing. Mm -hmm. But I think if we did, um, and we would see that relationships are effortless. Holy relationships are effortless. They're they're like the birds and the trees. They don't need thought to figure out what to do. They just have a nature, and their nature comes forth. And when their nature is flowing, it's like a it's like a beautiful flowering of what is right. Read that paragraph again. It's so beautiful. The grass is pushing through the soil. The trees are budding now and birds have come to live within their branches. Earth is being born again in a new perspective. Night has gone and we have come together in light. And then it says, from here we give salvation to the world. For it is here salvation was received. The song of our rejoicing is the call to all the world that freedom is returned and time is almost over and God's son has but an instant more to wait until his father is remembered. Yeah, Dreams okay. are done, eternity has shined away and has shined away the world and only heaven now exists at all. All right, well, and that's what we have to apply to our relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, our troubled relationships, you know, whatever they are, I'm going through this one with my sister now. And, you know, the the jury is still out. And what's the jury? Well, it's like, am I going to be able to see her in this light of what you just read? Mm-hmm. You know? Not see her flaws. Not see her, mm-hmm. uh, you know, things that uh, she said to me or I said to her or whatever the breakdown was, okay? So how can I transcend that right now, in this moment, with what we're doing right here, with this reading of salvation? Well, I, you know, I wouldn't use what happened to be guilty or anything. No. So I would say, yes, I'm just grateful I got the lesson. Yeah. And... Um, I'm moving on. Yeah. I'm going to handle my part of it in life. Absolutely. I'm handling my part of it. Mm -hmm. So if anger is in your space or rejection or um, conflict is in your space, well, that's in you too, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think I spent this morning kind of owning my part, you know, owning my part of the breakdown. And all right, I've owned it. Now what? Well, now, okay, salvation, we read this thing, and then it gives us this beautiful image of the grass coming through in the spring and the trees budding and the birds coming and the light of the morning shining. Like, that's, that's like a beautiful thing, right? And that's all the Divine Mother. That's like all those images are the Divine Mother. The Divine Mother provides all those things. The birds, the trees, the grass, the sun, the light, the water, the rain, you know? And there's a perfection in that. And I think we have to transfer that perfection to our human relationships. You know? Like there's no conflict in that image that it gave you, right? And that's why it it's heavenly. It gives you this image of what we would all agree would be a heavenly state, right? Using nature, mm-hmm. nature to describe it. And that's, that's a beautiful 
thing, like when you are in this state of salvation and you have this connection to your divine source, which is what salvation means, it restores your awareness to your divine source. That's what the first line says, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You're going to guarantee that you're going to remember you're one with God. All right, well, what happens when you remember you're one with God? You're in heaven on earth. Mm. And then it gives you the picture of heaven on earth, the grass coming up, the trees blooming, the birds coming, the sun coming up in the morning, this beautiful image. Well, that's where we have to meet our brothers in that peace and joy. Mm -hmm. And so that's what it's saying. Can I read the lesson now? Absolutely. Lesson 231. Yeah. Father, I will but to remember you. Okay. What can I seek for, Father, but your love? Perhaps I think I seek for something else, something that I have called by name by many names. Yet is your love the only thing I seek or ever sought? For there is nothing else that I could ever really want to find. Let me remember you. What else could I desire but the truth about myself? This is your will, my brother, and you share this will with me and with the one as well who is our Father. To remember him is heaven. This we seek, and only this is what it will be given us to find. Yeah, okay. Father, I will but to remember you. Well, what is remembering that Father? Is there conflict in that remembrance? Is there anger in that remembrance? Total peace and joy. Yeah, okay. So this notion of a, quote, vengeful God that punishes us for our mistakes we got to let go of that, you know, because what we're actually doing is we're projecting our own mistakes and our own anger and vengeance onto the divinity, which isn't even there, you know, and we're justifying our, our anger and vengeance, uh, and therefore we're not connecting to the Father. We're not remembering the Father. Mm-hmm. we're willing something else. Father, I will but to remember you. Well, hey, you've got to give up your anger and your vengeance and your whole, you know, fear, guilt, you know, that whole complex. Mm-hmm. That's the ego. And for centuries, we've been projecting our ego onto this image of God that's not even true, mm-hmm. you know? God will punish us if we're bad, you know, and we'll go to hell. That's a vengeful God, and that's not true. Mm-hmm. And this is what the Course is saying. We have to wake up and remember our Father, and remember our Father in the truth, not in what we have made of the Father. Mm. You know, we've made up an ego, and then we've projected all those qualities onto this thing we call God, and it's no wonder people want to be atheists. They don't want to be part of that, mm. nor should they want to be part of that. Mm-hmm. And if that's what God is, this vengeful, angry, punishing uh, entity, then it's no wonder that people got fed up and said, you know, I'm leaving religion altogether. So let's just cap it off and see if we can come to this. Lesson 231. Father, I will but to remember you. What can I seek for, Father, but your love? 
And love is totally at peace, right? Now would I seek and find the peace of God? Well, that would be love. What can I seek for, Father, but your love? Perhaps I think I seek for something else, a something I have called by many names. Yet is your love the only thing I seek or ever sought? So yesterday was, I. now would I seek and find the peace of God? Well, the quality of finding your father is absolute peace. There's no conflict whatsoever in that. There's no duality at all. That doesn't have an opposite. Hmm. There is no war in the peace of God. It's not possible. For there is nothing else that I could ever really want to find. Let me remember you. What else could I desire but the truth about myself? This is your will, my brother, and you shine this will with me. You share this will with me and with the one as well who is our father. To remember him is heaven. This we seek. And only this is what will be given us to find. So it's interesting this last part includes your brother. Mm -hmm. This is your will, my brother. Mm -hmm. So it's like you can't enter heaven without your brother. Mm -hmm. All right. So this whole incident that happened with my sister, you know, uh, the anger, us being asked to leave. That's just a reflection of my unresolved stuff in myself, right? Yeah. So so I have to look at, well, why am I still projecting separation? Why am I still projecting anger? You know, because part of me is still not bringing in my brother into this holy home of... God's peace and joy, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm just getting a mirror of that somehow in in my relationship with my sister still. So, yeah, I know that there's kind of a when you don't know what to do, the best thing to do is nothing, right? Mm. So it's like I've decided that well, sometimes maybe no communication is better than mm. trying to fix it, mm -hmm. right? So that's kind of where I am right now. And I, we kind of agreed silence and not, not communicating is better. But still, the issue is there. Am I bringing my brother into this holy dimension? Because the lesson says, Father, I will but to remember you. And then the next thing it says, this is your will, my brother. Now, your, your brother is, is the one you got to bring with you. And that's the true will of your brother. Your brother wants peace too, but doesn't quite know how to find it. And you want the peace, and maybe you know a little bit more how to find it. Maybe you're a little bit more ahead in your forgiveness process. 
but this is our job, you know. Father, I will but to remember you. Well, you can't remember your father if you still have grievances and attack thoughts and vengeance and all that. So, you know, I'm spending the day kind of thanking my sister for showing me the mirror of my own impurities. If she's angry, then that must mean I have some anger. You know, if she's feeling like a victim, then that must mean I still feel a little bit like a victim. And she's just mirroring this right back to me. So it's a great lesson, and I'm really happy to have looked at it. And, you know, I spent all morning kind of writing down, you know, kind of my confession of this whole incident and taking responsibility and, uh, and then it, arriving at the final thing where you know, these are deep-seated things that every person has. And you need the help of the Masters. You need the help of the Christ. You need the help of Babaji. You need the help of the Divine Mother. These, these holy uh, forces to uh, transmute and dissolve your case, your, your ego. We couldn't do it without them. It's not possible for the ego to undo the ego. So without the connection to the Holy Spirit or the Holy Master, the ego's just going to do all kinds of gyrations, think, thinking that it's getting holy, and it's not going to go anywhere. Okay. So... What do you have to say to conclude this, Sandra Ray? Well, you talked a lot today. You had a lot to say. Well, <laughs> you covered everything. I know, but I want you to kind of cap it off and, and complete it. Well, anyway. Yes. I think but remembering, you know, remembering God is something that we forget to do, <laughs> in yeah. other words, you know. Yeah. So I was thinking today, you know, I could have a good time with God. And I thought, that's a strange thought. Hmm. That God would be fun, you know, <laughs> and I couldn't handle it. But, you know, if I could get that, then I would be more willing to remember Him. It isn't, you know, maybe one of the reasons I don't remember God is I have this old idea of God. Like you said, He's punishing or He's yeah, vengeful, he's ven uh, judging you all the time, watching yeah. you all. The, I think yeah. they probably told us as kids, yeah. God's watching you all the time. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I don't have a relaxed. Uh, thing of God. Um, yeah, I don't so, think any of us do. So that's what I'm. What I want to work on. I will. Re but to remember you, well, I want to remember a God that's relaxing and fun and joyful and peaceful. You know, yeah, and not this jo God that's observing me all the time. Yeah, and judging, and judging and me, waiting for you to make a mistake yeah. so you can be condemned. <laughs> you know, it's like wow. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think that would be a good theme for the day. I will but to remember you could be, I will but to remember joy in life. Yeah, joy. And, you know, when it gave that that image in this part about what is salvation, of the grass coming through and the trees blooming mm -hmm. and the birds coming and the sun rising, mm -hmm. I mean, I just thought of, you know, like we're here in Washington and in the spring the cherry blossoms bloom. Yeah. And you go down to the the reflecting pools, and you go to that that lake by the Jefferson Memorial with all the cherry blossom trees mm -hmm. around the lake. Yeah. It, it's such a beautiful image, 
you know, and, and like that is the heaven on earth. And from that joy is where we bring in our brother, you know, and that joy is where the healed relationship comes. And so let's just hold that space out from my sister that, that we can be in that. We can take responsibility for the breakdown ourselves. The breakdown happened because I still had impurities in myself. Mm-hmm. I still had anger. I still had separation, judgment, grievances, all of that. That's why the breakdown happened. So, okay, I own it. All right, now that I've owned it, I forgive myself for it. And now there's this image of salvation. And from from that place of this sort of heavenly nature, mm-hmm. you know, I can bring our relationship into that. And, and like, there's no guilt. There's only joy there. And so I need to hold the space open for, for this joy that my sister can enter into that. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. And, I, you. and I can hold the space for her to enter into that. Thank you. Thank you so much, you guys. You've been really helpful. I really feel your prayers and your support. And thank you for being there in this journey. We're all going through it together. And um, I, I love you guys so much. Thank you. God bless you.